Welcome in, folks. Let's get going. It's Master Sunday. I hope you had a great nap that led into that. I mean, if you enjoy watching Augusta eat golfers up, you had to really enjoy that last stretch. A couple guys made push. So it was a great nap. You know, uh, coupled with great, that's my favorite master's tradition um, is the is the nap that I take on sun, Sunday afternoon, wake up to the finish. Um, so that was a great day. Got to watch a great finish. Vol baseball gets a great series win. Would have loved to see the sweep, but it's okay. It's all right. Well, beggars can't be choosers, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you your goal is to win the series. Um, exactly. And, you know, a sweep would have been icing on the cake, but, yeah, it just fell a little bit short today. Um, man, what a what a freaking team we got on our hands. Oh, it's awesome. I can't wait to talk about it today. Uh, of course, we're going to talk Vol baseball. We're also going to talk Tennessee open practice. They held Saturday morning. Um, looks like – Looked like uh, I didn't get to go. Landon, Landon did go, so he's gonna um, bring us all the all the live stuff there. And uh, he's also, um, but yeah, it's just nice to watch. Anytime, any chance you get to watch Tennessee football is a good one. Um, talk about some of the the needs of this team, defense especially. Um, move, then we'll move to base. You know, to, to baseball. Uh, Lindsey Nelson was rowdy, just like we expected. We talked about it on Wednesday. Uh, can you imagine if they could have been at full capacity for this weekend? Well, I was talking about that today. I mean, it was it was beautiful outside. And, you know, you get to see Ole Miss, which, I mean, they got to be full capacity is, is, what, <laughs> is what it looks like. Um, and, and it just looks like such a great time. And I, I just hope mm. Tennessee is able to get to that point this season. And so we can all enjoy this great season upon us. Right. So, so you saw the old so, – I mean, I know you're familiar with it before then, but you saw all those videos from Ole Miss uh, today – that's what I want Tennessee's outfield to be like. A berm, yeah. But yeah, I think it's seating back there. But a berm for, I don't know. I, I was loving the. We'll get into this too. I was loving the legends of Nelson, legends of Lindsey Nelson on the first base line. It, I mean, th- that finish, that ninth inning was one of the most exciting ninth innings of baseball I've ever seen. With them yeah. just shirts off, it, waving them in the wind, it, it looked like fun. Yeah, they had um, a funnel. <laughs> yeah. One yeah. guy today, um, you know, Tennessee didn't get the sweep, but he brought his broom in. I, you know, nice. I, I just – I'm loving the fan base, man. They're yeah. just getting really creative and making the atmosphere just fun to to be around. Absolutely. Um, we're also talking basketball. Transfer portal. Uh, Tennessee's got some on their way out. Hopefully some on their way in soon. Um, also, <laughs> questions, drop them in the chat. Uh, we'll get those uh, – if we don't answer them right away – no need to be questions. Just talk. We want to talk. Um, drop them in the chat. We'll get those. Landon's going to tell you guys about some of our sponsors, why he's doing that. Tell us where you're listening from. Hideki Matsuyama, Jap- first Japanese golfer. Do we have any Japanese listeners from Japan, preferably? I think it's like 6 a.m. there right now. Dang. So they they were asleep when he won. Or were they awake? I don't know. Do you not, not wake up? Do you not wake up to watch the Australian Open at 3 a.m. every year? <clears throat> You know, sometimes I get the urge, but uh, I don't think I've done it yet. Okay, okay. I set my alarm. I just sweat. I just slept through it. There you go, <clears throat> guys. Go check out our sponsors: Hound Dogs, Tennessee Tap House, and Blue Water Climbing Control. Here is a another, or I guess a uh, yeah. Here's a little word from Blue Water Climbing Control. Check them out. 
People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that. Tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, April 11th. It has been a good weekend in Knoxville, Tennessee. First off, open practice, football. I mean, just to... I know it's not much, but for for I don't think the media has seen Tennessee practice, uh, you know, up until well, two, weeks. two weeks ago. I think I don't think they've seen them since August of 2018. I mean, it had been a while just due to um, the way everything kind of played out the last year. And, uh, you know, I'm sure since a lot of college football coaches think they're, um, you know, the the next Manhattan project, they don't open their doors anyway. So they uh, I'm sure a lot of college football coaches enjoyed using the COVID excuse to keep reporters out um but just any chance tennessee fans can get into kneeling it shows they're gonna show up um so just a a good weekend to kind of have that happen weather ended up being nice there was some um chances of storms i think there were some scattered ones there after rise of practice ended maybe um but just a great day and then followed up friday night you have all baseball get it off to a great start with a win over florida uh then they go into saturday uh, kind of conclude some exciting times on campus. But, I mean, we're, we're going to start there with the the football sp- um, spring practice, open practice there in Neyland on Saturday. Um, let's let's do what, – what was your favorite? Like, what what did you – like, man, I'm really glad we got to see that. Um, I, I think more of just having it open, just kind of giving, you know, fans a little bit of excitement. Uh, I mean, Tennessee – I think I mentioned it last week. Tennessee needs all the positivity they can, you know – bring up right now um, because you know there's just not there's just not really anything to really build upon uh, right. with the new staff and things like that so any time that you can get some positivity some excitement around the program um, it, it's cool to see that so that that's probably my biggest takeaway it's it's an open practice and it's I mean they're just not, they're not going to show anything and you know some guys didn't even practice Jabari Small who's you know probably going to be your your star running back didn't even practice um right. so i mean like don't look too much into it I, I guess is what i'm trying to say and and not apart from it being a practice it's a spring practice um right yeah a lot can know, change in the fall that i mean it's just a lot i mean 
I don't. They're not. They're not. I mean, yeah, there's some install because it's a new coach, but uh, I mean, a lot of it. You're just. I mean, they're so they're still in a in the feeling out process with the staff and players. Um, still getting to know each other a lot. I mean, there's some. I mean, and the players are are still learning how to practice with Coach Heupel, Um, because there's different expectations between each staff um, and each program and what they're trying to instill. Uh, so yeah, it's just a practice. I mean, that's that's the thing about it is it's never. It was never going to be like a. You're, you're not going to watch a game. <laughs> I mean, right. and it's it's different for sure. But I mean, like you said, it's just it's nice to be able to go out and see ten, see Tennessee. Um, on a foot on the football field. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, from an offensive standpoint, I, I think you have to be excited uh, of what you saw. Um, the quarterbacks were kind of up and down a little bit, but um, I think Harrison Bailey, you know, it was kind of ironic. He, he's he been kind of deemed the guy who's the statue in the pocket, but he had a rushing touchdown yesterday. So, um, you know, it's, I, I think, I think he's, I think he's the most poised in the pocket, um, but I mean, there the athleticism. You know, obviously Hooker and and Brian Maurer have a lot more than he does in that category. So, you know, I think it's going to be whoever can run the offense more efficiently is going to win this job. Um, mm-hmm. But there there wasn't anybody yesterday. I was like, no, he's out, or you know, he's the he's going to be the starter. Okay, well, with that, I'm going to make you pick one. But I don't. I mean, because okay. like you said, you didn't. You didn't get to see a, like a whole lot, and it's very limited in what you, you didn't learn a whole lot yesterday. Um, yeah. But what you did see, and you're just going, all right, this guy's. I'm going to go with you know the most talented, probably gives us the best chance to win. Like you said, being running an efficient offense, um, moving the ball, scoring. Who, who's your starting quarterback? Just off yesterday. I mean, if you want, I mean, you know, you can use other opinions, but you did get to see them throw. You did get to yeah. see them. And run offensive plays. Um, so, yeah, you, I mean, you, it's up to you in that sense. I just you, you did get to see them. Man, that's that's tough because like, if I'm going off some of last year and I'm going off poise and and pocket presence and, and being able to efficiently run the offense, I think Harrison Bailey would be your starter. And you know, I know the athleticism that that's always going to come up. And if if that is a huge focal point of your offense, yeah, then it probably it probably isn't him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you're looking for the the most talented guy as a quarterback, I think it's got to be Harrison Bailey. Okay, yeah, and I think that's one thing you mentioned. Like, if you, can you go off last year too? That, and I don't know, you know, was Brian Maurer really, you know, how injured was he? Was he injured mm-hmm. that situation? But it's hard to it's hard to like unlearn something like you saw like what you saw out of him last year. The coaches, number one, they didn't. They were just watching film. Like they're yeah. legitimately when they. If they're if they're looking back at your play to help make a decision, they they're not going to unlearn that, and they're actually getting deeper into it than if they just than the old coaching staff probably would have in, in the sense of just watching it. Right. Um, so that definitely maybe sets him back. But you also bring in a quarterback you mentioned like him. Hendon Hooker is different from Harrison Bailey, um, but very similar to Brian Maurer. Um, so definitely that. And then you know Caden Salter. I'm not willing to um, a new staff. I think that I think that benefits Caden Salter a little bit in the sense everyone's new um, to this coaching staff. So, I mean, he's still, in my head, still in the competition. Yeah, I mean, definitely his stock is hurt a little bit from, you know, he wasn't even recruited by these guys. So, like, 
you know, their first impression is like he has an incident in the dorm. So, you know, he, he didn't get off to a great start with this staff. So, yeah, that probably puts him back a little bit. But Kept him on the team. But Brian Maurer, I keep hearing, you know, he's going to be QB1, he's going to be QB1, and I'm just like – just thinking about him playing two years ago, and and I'm just like, we're going to lead the nation in turnovers. I mean, yeah, he's going to he's gonna have some plays where he's like, oh, wow, that kid can play. And then he's going to have some like, oh, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, and I think that, again, if the staff's looking back on that, it's hard to unlearn things. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, – I without, He does look bigger. He does look a lot bigger. Maybe it maybe helps him stay healthier. Um, I mean, we said that about JG, too, so <laughs> – yeah, uh, I'm going to move on from that comment. Did you see the Josh Palmer stat today, though? We'll get into that. We'll get into that later on because I've got I've got that for the later in the episode. Um, I do want to ask you about wide receivers, too. I, I know we're going to get in defensive needs here and, and anything else you want to mention for offense, obviously, is free game. But uh, wide receiver-wise, we talked about our number one and number two. We, we both believe it's got to be Valus Jones Jr. and Jalen Hyatt, um, one or two. And then third, kind of a toss-up. You got a couple guys there that could probably fill the role fine, but we just don't know who that is. Do you were you like, all right, that guy now that he's getting because I mean, with a lot of them we haven't seen play much. Right. So you got to you got to see him run routes, catch balls. There's someone that you're like, I think he's gonna be a really good wide receiver this year. Probably your number three. Yeah, and some guys weren't um going full go yesterday. So some of the guys I did like Cedric Tillman impressed me. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit, um, and, and that's that's a guy who's been in the program, and you know, is, he doesn't do anything like spectacular. He doesn't do anything like bad. Um, he he kind of like his he made a catch in the end zone, and it, it reminded me of Josh Palmer um, a little bit, a guy that can just go up and get it. And uh, I think that's a little bit different from Jalen Hyatt and Valus Jones. So maybe that is kind of what they're looking for. Right. If they're, if they're just wanting to go speed on the outside, then yeah, he's probably not your guy. But if they want somebody with a different skill set, I think Cedric Tillman would fit that need. Okay. Yeah, and we actually mentioned him last episode. So, um, which that's a, that is a guy that we've you know that Tennessee fans are familiar, you know, pretty familiar with, and um, and no, uh, I think Jimmy Callaway could also be one that. Yeah. He was impressed. I mean, dude can run. Yeah. No, definitely I, fast. I, I don't know, like, how – you know, I think he's coming along as a – like a all-around receiver um, instead of just, like, an athlete. But, I mean, yeah. it, from from what I saw yesterday, a dude can run. If you get the ball in his hands, I, I think he's going to be something to, to deal with. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, I don't – you know, you you can touch on offense if, uh, if I throw it over too early if you want any more. Um, but defensive needs, I think. I mean, they're, they're going to continue to be the biggest question this season. Even if your offense is scoring at a high rate, uh, you need your defense to make plays if you're going to win ballgames. Um, and right now it's uh, not looking like this. I mean, this defense is going to have a very, very difficult time making plays. It's gonna be, I mean, it's going to be difficult to find guys to play positions, certain positions right now, linebacker especially. Yeah, I think the switch, like, from the previous coaching staff to this one, not that, like, this one is bad. I'm not saying that. But I think it hurts them because it was so – apparently Jeremy Pruitt's defense was so complex that, like, people just couldn't understand it. And then you go to this one where it's, like, simplified, but the offense that they're going up against every single day is, you know, so intense that I Mm -hmm. I think it makes them look a a lot worse. Um, 
So they just look kind of slower, I guess, which they look like that last year. So, um, you know, they were missing some guys. Amari Thomas didn't. I think Tyler Barron maybe didn't or or was in – didn't do like full contact. Mm -hmm. Um, I I thought Byron Young looked really good. Um, Another guy that kind of flashed a little bit was Christian Charles in the defensive backfield. Um, I, I think they could use some help back there. Right. Especially like if he if he can catch a ball, I mean, holy crap! Kenneth George Jr. What is he? He led the nation in drop picks last year, right? I, I remember at one time it was four. It may, <laughs> it may have increased um, because my level of carrying drastically dropped off halfway through the season. So I forgot a lot of the back half of the season. Um, I was there. Like nobody was necessarily home, but I was there. Um, yeah, it was. No, I mean definitely. Which I think you know you're. Your secondary is probably – I don't know if this is a good thing. It's probably going to be one of your strong units on that defensive side. Um, now, I, I think there's some talent there. I mean, and then there's – and there's um, some veterans that, you know, have played, you know, quite a bit. Uh, so, I think, you know, I think that they could be a good unit. That doesn't necessarily bode well for the defense. Right, yeah. I think look, looking at them yesterday, I'm like, any turnover opportunity, they have to seize that moment because – right. You can't have drop picks and expect them to get a ton of stops. Just just looking off yesterday, um, right. which you know, ho- hopefully that's fixed and you know ready to go before you know we play Bowling Green and is that in September or at the end of August? September, September, I think. Okay, it could um, be. <clears throat> I guess it could be like the first week or for last weekend in August, but usually it's on. Yeah, but they, they got pushed around a little bit yesterday. Um, you know, I. I give credit to the offense, and I think there's more offensive talent than there is on, on mm-hmm. the defensive side of the ball. So, uh, yes, Byron Young, Christian Charles kind of flashed a little bit. Um, Alante Taylor was going with the twos. See, again, like, can you really, like, say he's going with the twos? I don't know. but Yeah, yeah it's he, pretty good practice. That's important. Yeah. But that's still interesting that a veteran like that would be going with the twos. Right, a guy that's, at any time. that's yeah, a guy that's a leader like that, um, and has know. played a lot. Right, played a lot, and, and would probably be like one of your better defensive players, or at least right. you hope so. Right. Um, Troy Cocker, and we'll go back to offense real quick before we get into more defensive needs. Um, he mentioned QB is a problem too. I'll say this before we really get into defensive needs. I think quarterback is a question, but I think there's talent there that can win you ball games. Mm-hmm. Whereas like defensively, I, I don't know where the talent's going to come from. I'll be honest. Yeah. And, and kind of like every position there's question marks, but there's talent there except for linebacker. I don't know if there's any, there isn't a lot of Morvin Joseph looked pretty good at linebacker, but I mean, Sloan page is the other one and he's a walk on. So yeah. Definitely, yeah. like, defensive needs right now, if I'm just going off that, bodies at linebacker. <laughs> you just need bodies. Correct. Whoever you are, just be there. No, for sure. And, and that – I mean, that's the biggest defensive need. I mean, obviously, you're still – you know, you're you're looking for a, a, a – pat. You're, you're looking for a, a true pass rusher that can consistently um, put pressure on the quarterback and um, get some sacks. Uh, but, that, I mean, you – that one is it's kind of similar to quarterback. You're like, I think there's some talent there. It's just like who's going to get it done is, is kind of the question. Um, but yeah, linebacker's scary. 
Uh, did you see the report today? Toto may be going to Ohio State. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's just like <laughs> just go. I mean, like, what are you, what are you waiting on? Well, and that's I mean that I think he's gone. I'll say that. Right. But I mean, like, I... it's that that he's kind of left it open a little bit too. Right. The fact that it's taken so long to make the decision. I'll, right. First off, I will go on the record as like, I will accept him back with open arms. Um, oh, 100%. Let's be clear 100%. about that. And uh, I, I just, I, I do understand. I wish he was at, pra- you know, at practice. <laughs> um, if Even if, you know, this was a question, I don't know. But how do you do that? Um, but I get it. You, you, the guy that recruited you is gone. Um, it hasn't been a very – you know, your time at Tennessee hadn't been super successful for the team. So, yeah. Someone mentioned we were three and seven with him, but that doesn't mean that's why we were three and seven. We were also three and seven with everybody on the team. Yeah. So, when your quarterback is plays the way he does, you're going to, you're going to lose seven games. <laughs> I, and I mean, yeah, I, Toto is not the reason Tennessee went three and seven. I'm not even willing to say he's the reason Tennessee won three games, but um, he did have a pick six against South Carolina. He did, so. and um, it's true. But yeah, that's. I, I think a lot of people are saying that because I mean, a lot of people are like, and I get you know it's it's hanging around. They're like, good, just you know, just leave. We don't care. But I mean, I get it. I won't lie. I get it. Yeah. So, but one thing I think Tennessee does lack is a. Like a true stud on defense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like an all SEC player. I don't think they have one of those. Um, Bryce Thompson, I, I think he was one. And I think Henry Toto is another one. And those two are gone. I don't think Tennessee has a, you know, a really, I'll say in a, an NFL talent player on defense. I, maybe there is one. Maybe one emerges this year. But I'm just looking at yesterday and maybe looking at the talent. I just don't really see one. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's uh, I agree. Um, hopefully, one I mean, hopefully, one emerges. Uh, hopefully, we see that. And and uh, we've got it from Troy and Double O on YouTube here. Uh, just hope defense can stop the slant this year. If the defense can stop the slant, I mean, you're at least you know, you're giving yourself a, a fighting chance. This just don't you, you let limit them, the route tree a little bit, don't let them take five yard slants for 30 plus touchdown, 30 yeah. plus yard touchdowns. Um, yeah. those are the ones that drive me nuts. Slants. I mean, there's a reason they're called a lot because they're successful. So I get it. But you, you, they shouldn't score touchdowns a lot. They shouldn't go for first down, you know, first and 10. Slants shouldn't be getting those consistently. So just yeah, if they're contain getting, them. If they're catching the ball and they're getting tackled as soon as they're catching the ball, one, they're probably getting rocked. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're not going to, that next slant isn't going to be as, that cut isn't going to be as hard. Right. Um, the next time. So, yeah, you make them think a little bit if you're hitting them as soon as they catch the football. But Tennessee just didn't do any of that last year. <laughs> no. No. And, and, hey, I didn't want to mention Bryce Thompson. I, I hate to, like, dwell on the past staff a lot. But, you know, hopefully hopefully this staff can kind of – you mentioned those all-SEC guys. Hopefully they, they find places where they can be all-SEC guys because I don't know if Bryce Thompson – and I know there was just some need on the team. Like, you had to move him around. But I don't know if he was put into positions where he was an all-SEC guy. Um, he played that – he played safety a little bit. And, I, I mean, I just don't know if he's – I think he, the only place he's probably an all-SEC guy is at corner. Yeah, I mean, you, you had a lot of turnover. Like, you know, Jeremy Pruitt was the coach, but he had a ton of turnover. Like, none of those guys have really had a 
you know, Jeremy Pruitt was he was coaching corners, and then Derek Ansley was coaching corners, and then Terry Fair, and then Jeremy Pruitt was coaching them again, and then he went to defensive line with you know when, when he fired Brumball halftime at Kentucky or whatever. So, you know, I don't know if they got like consistent coaching. So maybe, you know, that's, that's a challenge for the staff. Just try to have some stability. Right. It's in that program. It's tough. I, I get it. The SEC, it's tough to have stability because if you do a really great job, you're probably moving up. Yeah. You do a bad job, you're getting fired. So, but that's also culture too. I mean, if you have guys that, that, yes, you're, you are, I think there's a, there's a natural, um, attrition to it, where like, yeah, you're gonna lose if you're really good, you're gonna lose guys. Um, mm-hmm. but if you have a really, really good program that you're winning and you're um compensating them good enough, like they're gonna, they're, there's there's gonna be people that want to stay, they're not leaving at their first chance to go. Yeah, um, and I, I got to talk to Mike Eckler a little bit at the baseball game today, and um, he just like this staff seems excited to be here, and not that Jeremy Pruitt's wasn't. But, like, it seems like maybe some of those guys were just waiting for their next step. Well, and regardless, even if Jeremy Pruitt was or wasn't, like, it's good that there's a staff that guys want to be here. Yeah, he was like – I was like, hey, what do you – it was him and a director of player personnel, and uh, he, they're like, I was like, how are you guys like in Knoxville? They're like – he's like, I love it. He's well, like, Eckler was the one that said he wanted a boat to work, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he was like, man – He's like, it's the most unique place I've ever I've ever been to. He's like, with there's so much water, and, and then you got the Smoky Mountains. He was like, man, it's it's awesome. I'm like, hmm, that makes me feel good. That makes me feel good, but I don't know if he's been a lot of places. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe not. You got hills and water. <laughs> oh, shit in Florida. He wasn't in Florida. Where was he at? Uh, I can't remember now. Dang. He was at Nebraska at one point. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, Knoxville's very unique compared to compared to Lincoln. I would imagine. I've actually never been to. I've been to Nebraska. I've not been in Nebraska. I wouldn't care. He's at, if he I was had. at North North Texas. That's where he was at. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that's. I get that. He's been. He has coached. He's. He's. He has a long resume, so he has coached a lot of places. So maybe I've. Maybe he has been. I mean, I don't know. And he's another guy, kind of on Twitter that. Is trying to just like create some excitement within the program. Yeah, it helps um, that his chili's always hot. Exactly. <laughs> he would have loved the chili dog at the game, but uh, they didn't have chili for him. They didn't have chili, but dude, I saw that picture he posted. That dog looked good. You had a dog today. I had a dog today. Did not do. Didn't didn't work. I had a dog <laughs> today. So, yeah, that was. All right, you got me all depressed. So I'm going to go ahead and move us on to, to Tennessee baseball. Tony Vitello and crew bring in, bring in attitude to Florida this weekend. Oh, man, today was – I heard it got chippy. I didn't get to see – there were no videos of the of the exchange. I was pretty disappointed. So, so the, the umpire, the home plate umpire, he, he had a rough day today. He, he, wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't on his game today. Let, let's check out his name. Jason Bradley. Jason Bradley, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say that right now. Um, so, like, Jordan Beck was, like, in the batter's box and, like, getting ready to bat, and the pitcher just, like, winds up and throws a pitch. And, and uh, the umpire, like, didn't – he, like, watched him do it. He wasn't even ready. He just watched him do it, didn't call time or anything, and Tony Vitello's like, dude – he literally says, what the F? 
He's like, you're going to get somebody hurt. <laughs> was was he in the was he in the batter's box? He was like stepping into the batter's box. Okay. And as soon as he saw him take one foot in, he was just like, okay. And Tony Patel just let that umpire have it. And he was, did, the umpire he was like, what? He didn't get ejected though, did he? No, he didn't. I didn't think so. And then there was an, another call where it was a check swing. And of course, you know, after Vitello did that, then that umpire was just ready to, oh. he said he went. And then he went out to almost third base <laughs> to where this umpire was. Let's, who's a third base dugout? That doesn't say. Oh, th- yeah. Morris Hodges. Morris Hodges, you had a, you had a rough day too. <laughs> and, Tony Vitello uh, took it to all the, all the umps had a bad day, huh? Yeah, he, he let him have it, and then, you know, as he was walking back to the dugout, he let the home, home plate umpire have it again. <laughs> <laughs> I Dude, I just – that – that well, I heard, you know, people tweeted about it, but the video I was looking for was apparently Vitello and uh, – I don't remember which Florida pitcher it was today. Uh, we're getting we're, – we're chirping each other. Yeah, so, so somebody – did tell him to shut the f up in the dugout. <laughs> um, I'm right behind the the third base dugout, so I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't see exactly who it was, but uh, yeah, there was some, which is fine. Yeah. yeah, that's why we like college baseball so much. Yeah, it's it, there's a war going on. It, it's a weekend. Y'all are tired of seeing each other. I get exactly, it. exactly. Uh, I mean, and it just it makes it more fun. And uh, before we get really like into the games, and I, I know we want to talk about Friday and Saturday, especially with that. Um, just a really exciting finish. Um, but the, just the, like I mentioned the environment pre-show and, and Lindsay, Lindsay Nelson is if, I mean, without the upgrades, um, Tony Vitello is going to turn Lindsay Nelson into a, uh, place, uh, away teams don't want to go. I mean, if Florida can, you know, they'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll, they'll say it along because you want to take a jab at your, your rivals and the schools you hate. And I'm sure they'll make a joke about how, Lindsay, you know, the the fans at Lindsey Nelson didn't do anything to him. Um, you know, a bunch of – they're like, oh, it's probably just, you know, a bunch of crap. It was just talking crap. Who cares? You were chirping back at them. They were in, right. they were in, they were in your head. They got in – they got in – Yeah, the, the first base coach had some words for them. Yeah. If you're responding to fans, they – we the fans got you right where they want you. Mm-hmm. So, the environment that, that's getting created, it's, it's hostile. You love that. You want it to be hostile. Like – it's called home field advantage for a reason. We're not we're not welcoming you. We're not freaking Texas A and M in here welcoming in and, and offering you a free meal. Like you're gonna you're gonna come in if you're gonna win. You're gonna freaking earn it. Yeah, yeah. And Tennessee's kind of made teams earn it on on the diamond. And and I love that you know we have the atmosphere that we do. It's kind of playing into to that as well. Because I mean it's Vitello's created this energy, and it's you know it, it's kind of been grabbed on by everybody else you know it's unique else is, yeah like how he how he's done it, it's very unique he's not and i not nothing wrong with the way bruce pearl did it i, I think he was genuine and i think he did a great i mean obviously did a great job but i mean uh vitello is not going to the cafeteria standing on tables handing out free pizza begging people to come to the games he's just like we're gonna we're gonna win we're gonna be killers and killers are gonna come hang out with us i mean that's pretty much been it yeah, I mean they're they're not going to be bullied anymore um, in the SEC. They're here to stay, and, and it's good to see like guys like you know Mike Eckler and you know that other coach stayed for the whole nine innings. And you know when when I've been there, I've probably been going to games 
for a while, but like consistently probably the last four or five years. Mm -hmm. And usually like, you know, coaches would stop by and then they'd be gone, you know, in three or four innings, they'd be gone. Well, the other night, Friday night, Rick Barnes and, and new assistant coach Rod Clark stayed for all nine innings. Yep. Um, so that's awesome to see that they've created that atmosphere and, and that energy around the program where, you know, even a coaches that don't even coach in the sport, you know, I'm sure they have a ton of stuff that they need to do. Rod Clark almost got a foul ball. He, he was on the phone with somebody, you know, probably recruiting or, you know, trans hopefully getting a big guy. Uh, that'd be right. nice. Um, but I mean, the, the fact that they're, you know, dropping their time to come watch this team play, uh, I think is, you know, reassuring for, for the, the entire athletic program, not just the baseball program. Right. Right. And that, you know, it's going to be cool too. It's like, I hope this can, cause I, Tennessee football fans can obviously be great, but, and they just haven't, we, us fans have just not had the chance to um, really, really show it. And I, so I kind of hope some of this energy feeds over into the fans and other sports. Cause I mean, obviously there's a crossover, um, but I think it's a lot. I, I do. I think we talked about it with this team. This team's kind of uh, taken over the co the personality of Tony Vitello. Um, and I think that's what the fans have done too. Like it's almost like uh, Tony Vitello is not telling them to do it, but it's like, he's approving of it. So we're going after it. Like, right. We know he wants it. So we're doing it. And uh, so if that, like if that carries over into basketball, like Thompson Boyne Arena can see can hold way too many people for how quiet that thing can be. Um, so I mean, it's, it needs to carry over the. I, I mean, and 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 two, it a lot of like football programs and basketball programs, they try to make it happen. They try to force it. It's got to happen if you want people to do it and do it right and buy in. It's got to come natural. Mm -hmm. Like having the 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 way, and it it takes students who care. Um, and get people there. I mean, the line for the students on Saturday night was freaking awesome. Yeah, there like, can't be a, there can't be a lot of that in college. And I think Saturday at or no, it was Friday like four o'clock. It was lined up like that. Yeah, and so that didn't start till six thirty. Yeah, it needs to happen organically, and it's happened organically, and it's awesome. It's a, it's gonna make uh, it's gonna make more fans want to come. Ben McKee had a great tweet today. He said that uh, Tony Vitello is if Vol Twitter was a person. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's true. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're just we're just waiting for you know a team to really just bring us all back together. And here, this baseball program comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and you know we're all bought in. You know, we were talking about it. Media Alice didn't even cover baseball until like this year, right? Um, you know, fans didn't even really talk about it until this year. Until you're good. So I mean, you know, if if you put a good product, you know, fans are going to latch onto that and hang on yeah. to it. And support you and keep supporting you. There's another thing I think that's that's kind of uh, it helped a little bit, and this is going to sound weird, I'm sure, but last year the season, um, you know, getting canceled uh, when Tennessee was starting to heat up. I think the anticipation of that, and I, you know, it helped. I mean, you got to win at the, at the end of the day. You got to go win games. So like, if, if the Tennessee team doesn't start off with four SEC series wins, it never happens. But everyone kind of like, man, they they really had a chance. You know, because they finished going to that regional in, in 2019, um, 2020, you're, this team should be better. You have Garrett Crochet. I mean, like, and that anticipation, I think, had people for a year talking about, I cannot wait for Vol Baseball. And and now and now they just, I mean, they, they took it and ran. Tony Vitello and his team took it and ran. And um, like you said, they're here to stay. I think they're here to stay. Absolutely. So let's talk about this huge win against Florida. 
Um, God, getting a win over the trash lizards. I love it, baby. I trash lizards. Trash lizards. <laughs> um, you know, it put us so now we're nine and three in the conference. So we're tied for first in the East, and also tied three way tie with Arkansas and Vanderbilt for uh, the top overall team in the conference right now. So, you know, I think next weekend I don't want to get too far into it because I want to I want to you know spend some time celebrating this win. Um, but next weekend is going to be electric mm-hmm. because Vanderbilt's coming off a, a series loss to Georgia, and you know it's it's. It's now becoming a rivalry between these two teams. Um, it's always it's the last 10, 15 years or so. It's kind of all uh-huh. been Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. But now it's you know Tennessee has solidified themselves at the top of the SEC, and um, you know with <laughs> is Vanderbilt exposed a little bit? Yeah. Or or those pitchers just so good that you're going to get everybody you know everybody's focused in, everybody's dialed in to, you know, try to knock you off. And, uh, you know, I, I think Vanderbilt maybe with those two guys and all those draft boards of Lighter and Rocker going two and three yeah. or, or, you know, one and two, whatever, I think it could put a little target on their back. So, um, hopefully Tennessee brings their arrows and, you know, hits the bullseye. Yeah, it, I, it's going to be a fun week. Of, I mean, this Florida – again, it's all just kind of snowballing. Come off that Florida win, you welcome Vanderbilt who – you know, I mean, it, it's an in-state conference rival. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna want to bring everything you got. And I know, I mean, Tennessee's got to got to play Western Carolina on Tuesday first, so you do get that game. But this this next weekend, I'm I'm glad it's in Knoxville. That's that that's gonna make it fun. Yeah. So Tennessee's won their their first four series in conference play for the first time since 1970. For those of you that are bad at math, that's 51 years. That's crazy. That's fifty-one years. I wouldn't have guessed if you. I wouldn't have guessed that. It just doesn't feel. You know, it doesn't feel like that long. Because like I, I don't know about you, but I'm this way with my age. Like when I turn twenty-one, I've just been twenty-one for several years. Like people are like, how old are you? I'm twenty-one. No, no, I'm not twenty-one anymore. I'm, I'm much older now. Um, it's like it's been two thousand ten for me for a while. I'm like, like can I do math? I'm like nineteen seventy. Oh, that's or two thousand. I should say. I guess I'm like, oh, that's thirty years ago. That's that's not long ago. No, it's fifty-one years. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, the, somebody asked me how old my mom was. The other day. I was like, oh, don't answer, don't answer that. Don't answer that I, live. I was like 30, <laughs> probably 40 something. Nice. And I was like, she just turned 50. So <laughs> I was like, you're oh, gonna, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be in trouble, dude. Nifty, nifty. Tanya's 50, baby. <laughs> I try. I tried to keep you away from that, but yeah, you, you might get in trouble. Oh, there's no way she listens to, that, to this. So it's all. She's gonna overhear your dad listening to it. That's what's gonna happen. She, she might. Yeah. <laughs> she might. I might get a phone call at work tomorrow. She's I hope she calls you. Up. I hope she calls you right now. I hope your dad's listening right she, now. She calls I probably you. won't answer my phone, so she'll call my work phone because uh, I have to answer it. <laughs> smart. That's actually really smart of her. Yeah. Intuitive. Um. Very intuitive. Uh. So this Florida series. Let's, yeah, let's I mean, run it down. You, you get it started off Friday night. I mean, Chad Dallas just freaking shoved it. Um, Eleven strikeouts, which um, is awesome. That his nickname is Cheese because you get queso if you with the ten strikeouts. It's just, it's perfect. Yeah, he did it himself. He did it um, himself. Yeah, and I, I, they're from. He's from Texas, and I think 
most of his family was here to to see him pitch. They're all wearing the cheese hats, um, <laughs> like the so. the rot, the Green Bay ones. No, they're actually a little like they're rounded at the top. They nice. look like a hard hat, but it was like cheese. Can we get some? I, I would dig it. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be fun. I <laughs> can be the new uh, the new uh, rally cap, or yeah, exactly, or the victory cap. We need a new one. That would be a good victory. Cap. I'm retired. I'm ret- speaking of that. I'm retired in the victory cap. So wow. we need a new Is one. There, we need a new one. We need a new one. Okay. We thought we we're gonna wear it out with with uh, basketball, and it didn't happen. So we need something. Okay. Else. All right. So drop your suggestions. Um, it can be bought. It can be made. Drop them. We need a new vol baseball victory cap. Yeah. Let's let's get a little creative here. Um. But yeah. Chad Dallas just shoved it. He's five and zero. Oh on the season, seven innings pitch, gave up seven hits, three earned runs, 11 strikeouts. Um, Sean Hunley came in and, you know, he shoved it too. He had a strikeout in two innings, no hits, no earned runs. Evan Russell had a, had a great day. He was three for four, four RBIs, or three for four, three RBIs and a home run. Um, and that home run was huge in, in mm-hmm. the in the eighth, just giving Tennessee a little bit of – um, kind of breathing room against a Florida team who hit six home runs on the weekend. Um, they're a team that can absolutely crush it. That one that that pitch runner hit today was, oh, my God. Um, that was a bomb. Yeah. I was like, well, that sucks. That one, That's one of those that you're like, that might have gotten to the river. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that it was, it was a backbreaker because Tennessee's up two, and then he hits a three-run shot, and, and it was yeah, no doubter that – Kind of took the the air out of Tennessee a little bit, I think. Um, and on your guy that when he when he came onto the mound uh, up to, you're like, all right, this this is the sweep. Um, right, let's get it over. You know, Sean Hunley comes up, so I, like you said, kind of just a backbreaker took took every you know kind of ounce of energy out of him. And then, and then yesterday, Tennessee didn't play great except for one inning, and <laughs> and they they closed it out you know defensively, but you know right. hitting wise, they had one inning. Where right. they got things done, and that was the sixth inning. They scored five runs. They walked four in a row, and then Tennessee got some timely hits with two outs um, to to take over. And, Beck, and, I think it started off with um, it was Gilbert actually got the, I guess hit and I they walked a runner in, and then he hit into a double play, which scored another run, mm-hmm. and then Beck singled. And then Lipsius doubled, and then Pavoloni singled to put Tennessee ahead by two. And then um, they did get one back, but dude, Kirby Connell had me fired up last dude, night. Dude, he, he was throwing some filthy stuff. Dude, I'm calling him Captain Hook. That's his new nickname. <laughs> and it's a, it, and it could be two things. It could be his mustache. The stash rocks. The, the stash is all time. Or just you know the the nasty hook that he was throwing last night yep. had uh had the batters guessing and uh, it was just electric man. Ten- like I said, Tennessee didn't play well. They had one hit going into the sixth inning, and they ended up with with four hits in the game and that, won the game five to four. And, and that's a big positive of, of things we've talked about for this team. Like how are they gonna how, you know how are you gonna beat the Floridas, the Vanderbilts, you know those teams? They've got it when they have runners in scoring position. They've got to bring them in. And yes, you didn't play good, but you capitalized on, on the moments that were, you know, pretty much given to you. Yeah. Um, so to, to be able to get 
to be able to get those runs in, that's an improvement from where Tennessee's kind of been uh, early on in the season. Yeah, I mean, they, they just grind out wins. And, mm-hmm. you know, when when you're in this conference with so much talent, there's going to be games where you just have to do that. And teams, right. good teams have to know how to win. I think that's been kind of Tennessee's issue for, you know, when, when Vitello first took over, th- those teams didn't know how to win in close games. Um, you know, they, they figured it out over time, and now they're getting to the point where it, it's a close game. Tennessee's got the advantage. Right. Um, you know, they're they're used to close games. They're used to, you know, they don't have the the power the LSU or, or Florida does, but you know, they they have athleticism, speed, they don't walk a lot of people, they get pitchers in a lot of deep counts and draw walks. Um, so th- they make it tough on, on you know opposing teams. And you know, that that's what happened on Saturday night, and you got that win and I'm glad the rain held off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't get to go on Saturday, but I did watch it. And, uh, man, that that atmosphere looked electric. I, I'm glad people got to go – got to see that and uh, got to live that atmosphere for, for Saturday night. Yep. Hopefully – again, hopefully we're getting back to 100% capacity maybe by the regional if Tennessee gets to host, uh, you know, something like that. And then also, hopefully, uh, some renovations are completed. You're you're right. That stadium is going to look a lot better if they can just get some bleachers down the fir- or, uh, third field, third baseline. Golly, I can't speak today. Um, it's going to look a lot better because the first baseline looks great. That part yeah, of the stadium it, looks you, great. You just need to make the whole thing. It, it needs to be a stadium, not just a baseball field with you know some stands, con- concrete stands. Yeah, yeah. You, you you need a full enclosed arena almost yeah i don't necessarily think you need bleachers in the in the outfield i'm a again big berm guy um but you need you need seating of some mm-hmm. kind you yeah. need people Even to be able if, to go if back it's there. yeah like a, a berm just like standing room only people just can go nuts and kids can run around right. eat grass what's, do whatever they do <laughs> all right less miles what's the uh what's the porch like what do you got is it like uh you know ice bears games you've got those luxury boxes down there people are pounding on the glass talking trash is it that environment or is it more family more family friendly um i think it's it's some of both. both. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it depends on who's out there. Um, right. there there's been some times where it's been kind of rowdy, and there's been times where, you know, people are just grilling burgers and not just socializing. Kind of like you right. do it like, like at the Smokies game. Right. Yeah, we need some – got to chirp the left fielder. you got to chirp the left fielder when given the opportunity. you got yeah. to get in his head. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. You need to – let's get that stadium improved. The next time Tennessee's at 100% capacity, have it to where you you can get a lot in there because I think there's going to be a lot in there. Yeah, so some guys that really stood out to me this weekend, I thought Evan Russell played really well. I, I mentioned he had a really good game on Friday. Um, had another double today where he did a little twerk when he got to second base. Uh, little Bob, little uh, Tina from Bob's Burgers, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got it going. Um, and, and, you know, he hosed the guy from, from left field. Yeah. Also, another guy who didn't have a good day is Florida's third base coach. Wow, he sucks. <laughs> um, I mean, he sent the runner. He didn't. He, he was where our third baseman plays in the field, and Evan Russell had the ball like in his glove already. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, inter- interesting choice to send him. Not that it was. It was still a great play, but interesting choice to send the runner there. 
Yeah, I was like, if if it's a freshman or somebody that you're just like, uh, I don't. But a guy who's played this long in the SEC, no, you don't test him like that. <laughs> Dumb on your part. Right. But I, I thought Evan Russell had a really good good series. It was good to see uh, Max Ferguson and, and Connor Pavoloni really get going some this weekend. Pavoloni yeah. had a a hit last night. I meant that was huge. That I mentioned that was huge. And then you know he had a freaking bomb today yeah, his his ball went too today and, and those are two preseason all-americans that you would love to get going so if they're gaining some confidence i, I think that's going to be huge for this program down the stretch yeah you were actually last uh, episode i think maybe last sunday you were talking about really because pavoloni is one of those guys in the bottom of the lineup that's just not quite produced like tennessee's gonna need soon mm-hmm. uh so to see him i, I was going to mention that too like i know it, it's, it may get kind of lost in the in the loss today um that Pavoloni was able to get that home run, maybe maybe get some going. Yeah, I think that would, like like you said that that's that's going to be huge for this team because you have so many guys that are capable of you know getting hits. Liam Spence, you know, continues to to get on base. That's all he does is just get on base. I think he had three walks today. Um, you know, he's he's hitting well. I think they've gotten a big boost from Logan Sintra in that nine hole spot. You know, where and uh. Spence has been injured. He's DHing, and Stinger's kind of taking over the shortstop role and, and batting ninth. Um, Gilbert and Beck. Gilbert didn't have a great series, um, but uh, but when a guy, you know, struggling a little bit in a series, if you have guys that are able to to step up and you know pick up the slack a little bit, I, I think that that's what makes a great team. Right. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. The, this team definitely kind of has some hot spots all over it. Um, like you said, it, it helps a ton. It's going to help in those. It's going to help in these really tough series. Uh, you you've had obviously several already, and uh, you have Florida, um, LSU, Alabama. Uh, it should help next weekend against Vanderbilt. It, again, I talked about it after that win against uh, Alabama. How it's like, man, you get these big wins, and you kind of feel some relief, and now you you get to go play Vanderbilt. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like it, it's it's never ending, and no. the fact that you are where you're at is. I mean, it, it's a a blessing. Not saying it, it's luck, um, right. but but it, it, it this is where you want to be at this this far in the season because you know you, you've set yourself up to where you don't have like these series on the stretch. Like you don't have to sweep a team to like find yourself in the postseason. You don't have to necessarily like have to win a series to right. get into the postseason. Obviously, you want to, but um, you know they're, they're not must wins down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, not just, you know, talking about getting to um, the SEC tournament, you don't go to the SEC tournament, win or go home, and you're you're legit win or go home because you don't know if you'll be in a regional. Um, So it it takes some pressure off of you going going into the into the postseason um, for for SEC tournament, but but also for the NCAA and um, and Tennessee's already nine and three. Uh, We you mentioned first time winning four since 1971. Is that correct? 1970? Um, 1970. 1970 and you've you've got uh six sec series left and, and you put yourself in a really good position to, to have an sec winning record and um obviously it's still ways to go but you're, you're like you said you're setting yourself up in, in better positions it's one of those things you know i'm sure vitello is talking about controlling what you can control you don't want to you don't want to be in those situations where you're fighting to stay alive late in the season um when you shouldn't really be having to um so mm-hmm. control what you can control get yourself in positions there where um you don't have to hope other teams underperform to get you somewhere. You 
you just show up and play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, re- really good series. Um, I, I thought the pitching was was pretty well. They they kind of hit Heflin a little bit yesterday, and Sean Huntley um, came in today, and, you know, they just – I think he gave up a single, a double, and a, a three-run home run. I mean, it was just bad luck a, a little bit because, um, I mean, he's pitched well against everybody. And today, mm-hmm. you know, he even pitched well when he played Arkansas on Friday. And, right. you know, today just – didn't didn't have it or they're on top of it and uh you know you you're, you didn't get the sweep but hey you got the series win and uh you know next week next week's gonna be huge because it probably is gonna be a top five matchup top five matchup and could potentially get you to depending on how it falls this week um Arkansas or Ole Miss will probably be number one with Vanderbilt. Arkansas will be number one. Arkansas ended up beating Ole Miss. Okay. Um, but, I mean, if you go out and beat Vanderbilt, depending on what Arkansas does next week, this could be a game that gets you to number one ranking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what the rankings look like. Like, how far are they going to drop Ole Miss, and how far, how far is Vanderbilt going to drop? Because right. we, we could potentially be number two. Next week. Could be I I, I you know and I think there's so many polls. I'll say this: I think Tennessee ends up at number two in a poll. Um, yeah. Now yeah. whether you know depending on which one that is, I, I don't know. But I, I think they get to number two in one of the polls, and um, kind of just piggyback at the same point. I think it's a top five matchup depending on what poll you look at. I think yeah, yeah. Vanderbilt series is going to be a top five matchup in some poll. Right. Yeah. Ten- I think Tennessee is going to be a consensus consensus top five team uh, next week. Game versus uh, Western Carolina on Tuesday. Yeah, it's a way. Um, that's kind of weird, but I mean, I'm getting some road experience for and, for guys who like like aren't really getting those, you know, that time in the SEC to really work on things. So going on the road, I, I think that's good for them. That and, and I think it's just this weird scheduling. Um, you know, they did travel to Austin P early this year, so I think there's a little bit more weekday traveling for them. Uh, they they played Western Carolina the, last week. Western Carolina came to Lindsey Nelson. Or was that two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. So we played Western Carolina? Yes, March 30th, uh, between the LSU oh, gotcha. and Alabama. Mm, right, and they came right. they came to Neyland. Neyland. Yeah. Lindsey Nelson. Um so I always want to say that too. I always want to say Neyland. Yeah. Maybe it's gonna surpass it one day. Maybe we'll be calling Neyland Lindsey Nelson. <laughs> Maybe the trajectory yeah. the two programs are on, it, it's going to take a few years, but maybe not long. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hopefully, golly, I we're we're going to get a one hundred two four five five over there at uh, Lindsey Nelson at some point in time. Let's do it. This Friday and Saturday. Uh, can you think about what it, like if I would love this, even like not being a big baseball fan. Um, now being a, I'm a very big Tennessee fan and then I enjoy baseball. So that combination, can you imagine what like a tailgating weekend would be like for a home sec series? Yeah. I I eventually want to start like tailgating. I'm getting the camp. We're getting the camper if that happens (laughs) because like we're staying in older guys doing it. And you know, the legends of Lindsey Nelson, I think host one too. I, I just think that's, if Tennessee can figure it like maybe get a better venue because it's just like a parking lot. That's maybe if they can get like a better I don't know. It's not a bad place to have it. You just don't see a lot of it. The wait, where at? Like, like tailgating. Like over there oh. like it, 
behind the front row. Yeah, that's the problem is there's really not a ton of great like parking lots to do tailgating. So you'd need to build a parking lot if you if that's or you know you just have people walking from far away like football games. But there's parking lots next to the stadium that are good for it. Um, But yeah, I listen. I'm all for getting getting a camper out there for bringing it in Friday night and not leave until Sunday afternoon, like a like a race weekend. Ooh, yeah, that'd be fun. I'm all about it. It'd be a lot of fun. Can you do that? See, that's the thing is you'd probably have to go to like a different, like a, a lot that would at Tennessee that would allow the, gotcha. uh, allow a camper. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. See, they need, we need a, cause it's across that rail yard from the, the softball or not softball. Well, yes, softball, softball, soccer and volleyball facility. And that is, you know, a bunch of people uh, bring their campers down there for football season. That's where a lot of campers are at. Man, it's crazy that we're talking about like us wanting to stay for a whole weekend and watch a, a Tennessee team play because, I mean, when have we ever thought that was going to happen before? Right. I, <laughs> and uh, listen, guys, if anybody's giving away a ticket, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. My birthday's this week. I'd like to go to the Vanderbilt game on Friday night. So, okay. If anybody, I'm just throwing it out there or maybe cut me a deal. I get it. You want to make money, I don't blame you. I'll see what I can do. All right, Landon's, Landon's, a, Landon's got some magic to him. I'm a string guy. I like pulling them. Now, the problem, the thing that would suck is I'm not getting in Knoxville until a rod at 7 p.m., but I can be there first pitch. It's just there won't be any gating. I won't be gating my tail off or anything Friday night, but. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll make it happen. Me and Landon are going to talk. We might have to do something this weekend, actually. Okay. Let's let's talk after this. All right, I got, I got some thoughts. No, no okay. real ideas okay. yet, but I got some thoughts. All right, let's All right. Let's, let's, let's talk let's, some fall basketball, transfer portal. Bit. Yeah, and then we'll get after this episode. My Wednesday, maybe we'll have an actual plan for you guys. Ooh, one thing before we move on, uh, don't forget your baseball shirt. Tonight is the last night, and it's over. Yeah, I saw Come some tw- Twitter DMs. So, guys, last night. Yep. There you go. All right, fall basketball, real quick. Uh, transfer portal. It is. Not necessarily working in Tennessee's favor right now, but also usually you see the guys leave before people come in. So that's how it works, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, none were huge losses. Um, EJ Anasicki and Corey Walker both didn't have really much of an – I mean, Corey Walker didn't have an impact at all besides at practice. Um, yeah, yeah, and I want to talk about Corey Walker too, kind of more than EJ Anasicki because I think the Corey Walker one's weird to me. Comes in here, pretty pretty highly rated player. Um, very, very similar situation to DJ Burns. And, and I'm in the boat of I, I think both Tennessee could have benefited from both DJ Burns and Corey Walker playing. Now, I don't, I'm not a practice every day, so I don't know the thoughts, but the guys in front of them weren't just dominating. So it shocked me that neither of them played. But you see, Rick, Bar- Rick Barnes plays freshman. He played Josiah Jordan James. Josiah Jordan James started as a freshman, he played two freshman guards. So uh, is it like a lot of people are just like Rick Barnes is stubborn and won't play. Like that's not the case. So I know I don't know what it is. Again, I would like to reiterate my point of I feel like because of the people in front of them, they both Tennessee could have benefited from both of them playing. So I'm not just like all hell Rick Barnes. He's right. There's questions to it. I just don't understand why they're not playing. Yeah, I know Corey Walker was hurt. (laughs) To, to begin the season, mm-hmm. um, and that, that put him really far behind, um, obviously really far behind because we never saw him. <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of all I know. But but the fact – like, you, you brought up a good point. 
you know, the people in front of him weren't dominating. So the fact that he didn't see any playing time maybe tells you that he just couldn't make it in the program, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if he's getting whooped by those guys every day and, um, you know, in practice. And, and it, it'll show like where he ends up because like, it, and it's tough for him because like a power five program, like you, you don't have any experience. So all you have is your four-star rating, but you don't have any kind of film or any kind of college tape where the, they can be like, yeah, he could, he could play here. Right. Right. So I, I don't know. I feel like that's maybe where he ends up is kind of telling of what, maybe where he's at from a basketball standpoint. Right, right. Yeah, I'd, and yeah, you know, DJ Burns ends up at Winthrop, so kind of, again, telling. And, and he, But he had a good year at Winthrop. And um, also do I, all I, I think his was maturity. Um, so he had I, to go back home to Rock Hill, South Carolina. I, I think there was some non-basketball-related issues, but not – I don't. I don't think. I think he, if he had really wanted to stay at Tennessee, I, I don't think that was beyond the realm of possibility. Like I think he could have, um, from everything, from the things that were. Yeah, I, I don't think him. it was. You know, he couldn't play here. Yeah, like he would yeah. never play like that. That wasn't why he left. Right. Um, Christopher Nichols said, even though he's been highlighting the the inside game, um, he wonders if Barnes is moving, shifting to a guard heavy, uh, I assume style. Um, I mean, yeah, I think. I mean, you saw that with the way they went out and recruited the last two years, really, um, you know, really looking to find good guards. And, um, and then Rick Barnes mentions it in his last press conference um, this year that they need they need a inside a big guy. Um, they, they lacked that the last two years, really. Um, and really, I mean, really, the last since Rick Barnes has been here. You, I'm not willing to say you got lucky. I mean, Grant Williams was a special, special player, but he wasn't a true big man. Like He wasn't. If, he was a bruiser, but he wasn't a guy that you're going to put on a seven footer. And yeah, and then you did get some good play late uh, in 2019 from uh, or 18, 19, whatever from uh, Kyle Alexander. Um, you know who, which you benefited from that. I mean, that's the last big man you've had, and and he didn't come along until late in that 19 season. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Tennessee needs Tennessee needs to find a, a guy that can that can rebound consistently um, and can be an inside presence. I, I think that was the thing with uh, this year is like, you just needed a guy that people could, people had to respect inside mm-hmm. and you didn't have that. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they can, they can find somebody, um, you know, going guard heavy. I think, yeah, I mean, you you want to have good guards, um, and you want to be lengthy, and because that helps rebounding and you know defending and stuff like that. But you also have a you know if a if a guy has a Azabuki, you want somebody. You don't want a six six guard on him. You know, you want to be able to counter that with somebody. So yeah, Tennessee's gonna have to add some size. I mean, it, it's it stinks that you're probably losing some, and then right. you know guys behind them are, are leaving too. But I think, you know, if Tennessee doesn't – I'm okay with it until if, if Tennessee doesn't sign a big man, then I'm going to be like, you know, what the yeah. hell are we doing? Like you you know what you needed in this and um, and you didn't go get them. So I'm going to ask you because you, you you mentioned – we threw out a name the last time we talked transfers mm-hmm. uh, and Justin Powell and a couple of days later – actually, yeah, a couple of days later he signed. 
uh, or committed to Tennessee. Who, who do you got for me now in the transfer portal? Big men. I mean, you can throw some guards out there if you think, because Tennessee's got some spots to fill. Um, but big men. Um. So somebody mentioned today that you know maybe Garrison Brooks would be one from North Carolina. You know, we mm-hmm. mentioned Walker Kessler, but Garrison Brooks has you know he's been UNC's best player for two years. Um, you know, rebounding and you know getting points. He averages like a double double, and you know I, I think that could set up perfectly because you know Rick Barnes runs a you know, a similar program to like Roy Williams. Um, you know, they like the – they'll take one and duns, um, but they also want to have, you know, those four-year guys that they're able to kind of set that foundation with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then, you know, I think that's a guy like Garrison Brooks. Um, so, I, I don't know, like, what is – somebody told me today that, you know, maybe Alabama's a lean. They've heard that, you know, some some is from his AAU coach or something like that, but – um, you know, I think Walker Kessler, Garrison Brooks, I, Gonzaga's big man entered the transfer portal. I think he played tw- 24 games with them. He was pretty good. Um, somebody, I mean, even if it's somebody who's not in the transfer portal yet, I, I think you have to add a, dare say, dominant big man. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I agree. And, um, yeah, I mean, because you're – even though East Ponds wasn't a, you're losing some of your best mid range game too in East Ponds. So, Justin Powell, so Tennessee's new um, transfer, Justin Powell is really good friends with Walker Kessler. So, okay, just throwing, throwing it out, out there. there. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, well, so, dude, I looked at this today, and this this kind of pisses me off. EJ Anasicki's field goal percentage was thirty four percent. EJ Anasikis? Yeah. How many how, how many times does he shoot though? 38. But but let, yeah. let's, let's think about it a little bit. No, yeah. Where I mean, did where did he get the ball at? Right. You shot 34%? Yeah. I mean, we know he had a lot of uh questionable shots. Yeah, I mean like, that was you know, yeah. we were talking like he could be – he could end up being a starter on this team before the season. And I just really thought – I thought he would be a defensive I, – I, where I didn't think he'd be a scorer for Tennessee. I thought he would be able to move people around, um, you know, create some havoc on defense, and he wasn't able to do those two things mixed with not being able to score. So, Yeah, it just looked like that jump from Sacred Heart to Tennessee was a little bit of – too big of a skip. yeah and i hate it for him because i probably came at a bad year where you don't get to be with the team as often um That's early true. on and um t- you know sometimes things just don't align and it, and it sucks so yep but best of luck to him too uh i'm excited for Devonte Gaines going to unc Asheville. i think that could be a really good spot for him um there's pember. a couple of, is pember UN, oh is pember unc Asheville? Devonte Gaines is going to george mason yeah, with Cam English, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah sorry though but yes i think both of those could be good moves um i think both of them are uh, mid-major guys, um, you know, or UNC Asheville in mid-major, but low-level Division One guys. I think they're Division One, no doubt, but, um, you know, there's not – could they have found a right fit at a higher level? Maybe, but I think they're, you know, mostly a little bit lower. I think they'll both play and help those teams out. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that too. I think their skill set kind of fits more with – George Mason, UNC Asheville. I think it, if they're not a starter, they can carve out a really good role. Mm. Um, 
like you said, if they were going to go to another Power Five, it would have to be the right fit. And, and still, I don't see their production being a ton right. at, a, at a Power Five level. And if anybody was going to do it, I think at another Power Five school, it would have been Gaines. Um, yeah. he, he, he has a little bit more to offer, and so I think that, that would have been him. But uh, best of luck to them. East Ponds to the NBA, kind of a no-brainer there. Um, we'll see. I, nothing, No official word on John Fulkerson. Kind of the last one you think may exit, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you'll really see anybody else hit the transfer portal. That's probably, you know, everybody who really didn't play this year is kind of gone. So, mm-hmm. besides Urosh, but, you know, he seems to enjoy his role. So, yeah. and maybe he's a guy that they, you know, he was just a sophomore, which this year didn't count, right? Right. So, he was, he will still be a sophomore next year. And so, you have three more years with him to, turn him into something. I mean, he was the guy when, you know, all else failed, hey, just put him in. <laughs> right. They, like, he, they didn't give Corey Walker an opportunity. They stopped giving Anasiki an opportunity, and they just went to Urosh. So, you know, maybe he's able to carve out more of a role next season. Um, just got to be consistent and be a presence. Yeah, for sure. And, he, you know, obviously he's got the body type, so hopefully he finds a way to, to be successful. It'd be big for not just him, but Tennessee. So Yeah, I mean, you're seven foot, play like you're seven foot. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I do want to do want to hit this before we move on to our uh, our segments or questions. If we Do we have any questions outside the – Yeah, so uh, Big Orange Hypel said, do you all think the legends of Lindsey Nelson made any of the Florida players cry? If so, how many and which ones? Uh, I mean, there were some, there were some that weren't happy with them, you know, given the turn and lo- turn and looks. Um, and, uh, I'm not willing to say me and Landon were professional student sectioners in high school, but, uh, there are some South Doyle basketball games that got pretty rowdy. Um, we made a good cry. We, we got into some heads. Uh, I mean, we had a, we had a division one prospect that all state player that went for like six points at a game at South Doyle. And, and Hey, that team was that South Doyle team had some ballers on it, but um, this dude was a, well, this dude was a hooper in the words hooper. of, uh, um, God, what's his name from last chance you, uh, the coach. No, it, it was the Joe, uh, Hampton, Joe Hampton. He wasn't, a, he wasn't a baller. He was a hooper and he had like six points and like, four rebounds and two assists and he played the whole game. And so I'm, I'm not willing to say we're professional student sectioners, but we're professional student sectioners. Exactly. If you got the guys back looking at you, um, chirping back at you, whether they're playing good or not, you're in their head. So it just takes one kind of like, you know, negative play to really get them off. And uh, that happened this week weekend with Florida. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the legends of Lindsey Nelson being that like student section because you know, I want to do that, but I'm also kind of too old to take my shirt off and have a funnel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, at, you know, at our age, chirping college baseball players is a little different. Yeah. You need college age people to be in there, like, individually chirping them. Yeah, it, it's either, you know, a college guy or it's an old geezer that has, you know, been there for 25 years. And that, Ooh, everybody's that- like – you know, it's just Uncle Joe up there. He's yeah. He's we need three a, beers in. <laughs> we need a uh, old geezer le- legends on the third baseline. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's what we need. So, so my dad, we're so we sit right behind the um, third base dugout, and 
the it's not styrofoam. What is that called? Um, man, what is that called? Oh my god! I'm not I'm Velcro. Not Velcro. Sorry, <laughs> I, couldn't, I wanted to say static Velcro. <laughs> so there's like a Velcro Velcro strip where like somebody used to sit there and would have the K's for queso. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Lined up. Now they have like the board and everything, but he used to have, like bring his own K's and would. Oh, that's... The... So Dow's like, yeah, we probably need to get some of those and just keep on doing it. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Kind of make so, your mark a little bit without like heckling the other team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, no, that yeah, oh the, so the legend, yeah, no, they definitely they do a fantastic job. I love the funnel. I'm a, I know the Tennessee Athletic Department. I hope Tony Vitello can maybe uh keep that being allowed because I can see that getting shut down. Yeah. But hey, I, I love the edgy though. Yeah, I, yeah. Here, I got something. I got something for you. Hold on. Oh, I'm excited for this. I'm kind of nervous too. Oh, there you go. Yes. I heard you change, and I was like, I hope he's not taking his shirt off. I thought we just talked about this, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, see, that's – I meant to chime in there. You said, I think I'm too old to take my shirt off. And I was like, if – we were so this year, guys, we were before – well, last year, sorry, before COVID, we were going to um, – we were going to get a uh, um, patio. We do a patio for a game, go out there with our friends. With the legend – if the legends of Lindsey Nelson are, are there – and, you know, they're getting fired up and, you know, you know what Tennessee does to me. I'm not saying a shirt's going to stay on my body. I, I can't control that. If I'm out there in the outfield and we, I mean, I can't promise the shirt the shirt's going to stay on. All right. I'll, I'll do the next, if we beat Rocker and Lighter this weekend, I'll do, I'll do a show shirtless. <laughs> okay. I'm not against it. Um, I mean, dude, just that, that final, I don't know when the shirts came off, but when I noticed them was that final um, at bat. And they were just waving in the – I mean, I loved it. It was electric. Yeah. And Kirby Connell loved it too. Kirby Connell was eating it up. He was feeding off that energy. He keeps mm. a little pontar in the mustache. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. (laughs) A little Trevor Bauer action. (laughs) Dude, that man's got the swag, dude. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. He's He's got uh, it. Whatever it is, he's got it. (laughs) Exactly. Um, and uh, Chris mentioned, oh, because we're going to, after the show, so here soon, me and Lane are about to talk uh, some ideas. Chris asked, did we ever, ever post-game tailgated? Oh, we've done some post-game tailgating. Oh, yeah, we have. We've done it. Unfortunately, not a lot because Tennessee, lately especially, I don't post-game, I do not post-game tailgate after losses. No, that's um, not fun. Because it's just miserable. You just sit there and sulk. I'd just rather go home and sulk. Right. Uh, so, See you along. But yeah, post game tailgating after wins, yes, hundred percent, no doubt. All, yeah, because like th- during the day you're you're getting a little nervous, getting the butterflies. It's over, you've won, and you're just letting it. You're letting it hang out. You're taking your shirt off. Not not at the game, but you, you can take your shirt off at the at the post game tailgate. It's acceptable. We allow it. It's also better to post game tailgate with TVs. So if we get the you know if we we figure out a way to get the RV, hopefully got a TV. So there you go, Chris. You got, a, you got an RV we can rent or borrow. 
the Winnebago free. up here. We can rent for free. <laughs> for free. <laughs> Lease it for free. Um, yeah, no, that we'll see what we can do. Um, okay. Any other questions? No, but I, I was talking about tailgating last night um, with, with some guys and man, I can't wait to be tailgating this fall. I don't care how bad we are. I can't no, wait to I, tailgate. I don't, I don't either, honestly. And, and we're, being bad, being bad and not being able to tailgate sucks. Right. Right. Like it was trash. This year sucked. It made football season tough. Like I said, my level of caring was like on a downward spiral. Yep. This show, you guys kept me alive. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, all right, let's get into most important of the week. Most important. I'll uh I'll lead us off. Um okay. Hideki Matsuyama, first Japanese golfer, first Asian golfer, I believe, to win the Masters. Awesome. Awesome event. Congratulations. I mean, just I will, I I know a lot of people get pissed. Or like you, you know, they'll say to people, "You don't even watch golf until it's Masters week." I think that's like what makes it special. Like, you don't get mad at people for only showing up to the Super Bowl party. Like, it's right. what makes those games like the you know tradition around those games fun. You don't get mad at people that only go to the Alabama game, the Tennessee Alabama game. You're like, no, th- we want a hundred and two thousand four five five tailgating at the game. Like, that's what makes that kind of stuff fun. So for me, I'm like that. That's what makes it to me. That's what makes it special. People who normally don't care about the game. They they take off work. They you know it's I think that's good. And then I couldn't figure out his caddy's name, but it, awesome moment on the 18. Um, he puts the pin back in and bows to the course. It's just like that's like that's an awesome any sport moment. If if you had if you had a baseball player come out after hitting a walk off home run and, and bowed to the the field, that, that that's an awesome sports moment. Respect the course. Yeah, exactly. Respect the course. I like it. Um, my first one is the NFL to pass the relax on the jersey number restrictions. Yes, that's gonna be awesome. I think it'd be cool too. I mean, I think it's does it affect the game? No, but the fact that like a wide receiver can't wear anything under ten is so dumb. So I get the jersey restrictions like the linemen and um, eligible players. Like I get that. I don't. Is there a reason that they weren't, or is it just like this is what we do? Yeah, I think it's one of those like stupid rules that they just pulled out they, of their butt because they, they made have, it really a long time ago, and they never they just like weren't like they, they probably they probably didn't have anything else to vote on that year, so they just had to do something to to get their paycheck. So they right. did that, right? Uh, for sure. Um, I don't think I have any more most important. Let me scroll back a little bit, but I think I'm I think that's it I, for me. I have one more. Did you see this? I didn't read the article. I meant to read it, and I forgot. But anyway, a homeless man reportedly spent time at USC football facility, ate with players, and was only caught while trying to catch punts at practice. Yes, I did read about this. Uh, I did read that article, actually. Um, I I'm, I'm, I want to see the picture of the guy because I want to know, like, because you say homeless, and I feel like everyone class, you know, what are you picturing? Like classic movie homeless guy, like beaten clothes, limping, that kind of homeless guy. I feel like he had to be a younger college age, somewhat clean cut dude, right? Yeah, he wasn't like a a beggar. There's no right, <laughs> right. So like, still an amazing story. The fact that he has, he was just able to hang out, and they were like, "Oh, like, oh, you're here today." And it's probably the equipment guy that's like, doesn't he wants to act like he remembers his name? He don't want to be that guy that's like, "What's your name again?" So he's like, hey, "Yeah, come on in and get your stuff and go out to the practice field." 
Like, he was only, but like, I just love how no one like thought to say anything until he, he was catching punts, and they're like, "Who the hell is that guy?" He was apparently like eating dinner with him. Yeah. And I, like, I want to so, know what how, his story was. What was he telling people when they're like, right. "Hey, who are you?" Yeah, and how how far does it go if he was decent at football? Yeah. Do you how just far like does the story go? Do you let him be a walk on now? <laughs> exactly. You're like. He hey, he was catching punts pretty good today, guys. I mean, I mean, he got, basically just had a tryout. That's all it was. <laughs> exactly. So what's funny too is apparently he's had issues like this before. Apparently he's been um, written a notice for trespassing at like the soccer field. So maybe he's just like maybe it's like um what's that movie with Amanda Bonds? Oh, uh, she's the man. She's the man. Maybe it's like that. He's just trying his hand in different things. Maybe. <laughs> That's actually a funny movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but I'm willing. I'm willing to say it. I enjoyed it. I'll say that. I mean, when she gets like hit in her private area, and oh, she's like, and they're like, ooh, ooh, and she's like, oh yeah, oh, oh, for the love <laughs> of God, <laughs> dude. Did you see? Speaking of that, did you see that UFC fighter take a shot to the nuts? It was the loudest like clack I've ever seen in my entire life. Ugh. I don't and like how you said that. You know what I'm talking about, though. Like, you know, I, when I do you know someone that, that clack. It's awful. And someone was like, "Was that his cup? Was that the sound it made because he didn't have a cup there?" Like, because I mean, that's gonna hurt even if you have a cup on the way he got kicked. Yeah, but you golly. took a you took a foot slap to the nuts. <laughs> foot slap, <laughs> slap dick. God, don't you miss uh, Jason Brown? Oh Lord, I'm so. You know he has a uh, daughter who's like TikTok famous, right? No, I'm not. I'm shocked. Zero percent. Okay, I think, yeah, I don't think I have any more most important. I think that's it for me. Yeah, I think that's all I got also. Fail the week. I've Fail the I've, week. I got one. I got one. It's NASCAR drivers, Gray Galding and Joe Graff, I think. Um, after the race today, they, I think we're battling for like 20th ish position. Um, after the race, they got into a full scuffle. Nice. In like in the pit area. And like, you know, how normally NASCAR drivers, their pit crews are there. So they normally don't actually get a hold of each other. These dudes were like rolling around. <laughs> like, they got nice. I don't know how, I don't know how exactly got to that point, but I just love it because like, yeah, they were probably fighting about something that happened way early in the race more than likely. But it's such a bad look because like, you weren't even close to winning. No. And you, and you get off and you're throwing punches mad at a guy. <laughs> and, like, I don't watch NASCAR, but I don't know either one of those two. So maybe it's a publicity stunt. Ah, good point. I've had to look up their names. <laughs> I mean, that's not a that, – that can be – it had to cross their mind. They're out here getting clicks. Yeah. Like hey 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 if you hit me in the face, I'll hit you like no hey no face shots body shots only that's why they're wrestling. Yeah, we just roll around on the ground for a couple yeah. minutes. We get our name out yeah. there. People exactly. start buying merchandise and stuff because we fight. It, it's like the guy at the um, the ice bears. Like no one, the the only person anybody knows is the guy who fights every week. Exactly. So, good yeah, point. That's I like it. That's a great point. I mean, these guys are just smart in my book. Right. I'm with it. So most important of the week. Sorry, I, I should have changed it. <laughs> Good point. Um, 
my next one is Mike Farrell at uh at Rivals. He uh put his five, yeah, five SEC breakout candidates. Oh, none of those were Jalen Hyatt. Oh, oh, so you're taking like a personal shot here. Yeah, this is I'm going to clip this. For, I'm going to clip this for freezing cold takes just in case. Yeah, I mean you had a you had a perfect opportunity and you just well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna clip it though. You're gonna get this is gonna you're gonna get reversed on this because okay yeah, yeah let's I, go. Mean, I, I hope you me and Mike let's get it. I hope you don't get reversed on this, but I, I gotta put it out there just in case. I mean they put a freaking Kentucky safety on here. <laughs> I feel confident in Jalen Hyatt. Fair, fair. Um, do you have any more fills? Uh, yeah, he also put a Mississippi State running back. How many times they run the ball? Yeah, that's interesting to say the least. I'm just very saying. interesting. Ah, is that is that your last fail? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, um, so I do have one more most important before we get out of the show. Forgot this one. Um, I'm sure everybody's seen it and actually had a uh, another part to the story today. Uh, some father and son duo uh, who are Phillies fans. They caught a Freddie Freeman home run this weekend. Uh, looks like it was Saturday, Friday night, Friday day. And uh, there was a little, like a younger Braves fan sitting near them. And they gave the Freddie Freeman home run to him. The home run ball to him. That's really cool. It was cool. And like the kid, the picture that they, someone got, like captured it. The kid looked, the the Phillies kid, you can't see the Braves kid's face. The Phillies fan looks so happy to give this to him. Like the biggest smile on his face. So it's a super cool moment. And then today, Freddie Freeman actually met up with the father and son during batting practice. Um, okay. Yeah, so they, they got actually got a Freddie Freeman signed ball, and or I guess it was signed, um, but got a ball from Freddie Freeman, and just a cool like cool, cool moment. Yeah, uh, uh, and you're not even a fan of the right. Braves. You're like, oh, I hate Freddie Freeman. Now he's probably <laughs> your favorite player now. <laughs> right. All they did was convert him. They converted yeah. the the father and son. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, what do you think about the Braves? Those like throwback jerseys. Oh, I love them. You love them? I can't decide. I love the hat. I love the throwback hat. Yeah, the A. Of that uniform. I cannot decide how I feel about the jersey. So Braves the have uniform, some interest. Like, they have some that are kind of weird, but they have some that I really like. It, it's more – it's not the color. It's more like the design of it that I'm not – Not a huge fan A of. huge fan of. And it's that – it's the one that they, they've worn this weekend with the Phillies. It's just – I don't know. It almost looks – it looks – I can't put my like finger on it while I'm not crazy about it. It's, it's something about it. Those uh those St. Louis Cardinals baby blue ones. Yeah, yeah. Those are dude. They're sexy. I do, and I like the I like the colors of their throwbacks. I think that that blue that that light blue looks really good. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, something about it. I don't know. Uh, okay. Anything else for fail? Most important of the week. Throw out there. I'm good, man. Yeah, it's been a fun one. Love talking ball baseball. I want to keep talking about it. Maybe we'll be talking about it in the fall, um, like we do spring football. That's that's where we're. I think that's where we're headed. Just keep um, like year round. Just keep it going. Yeah, it, yeah. It's going to be just pretty much just ball baseball. Um, just all AAU. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, show up um, all the time, every weekend, guys. It's been fun. We'll be back on Wednesday, um, prepping for Vanderbilt. Uh, it's Tony Vitello and. Company welcome them to town. Should be another exciting series. Of course, we'll talk football, maybe some more basketball news by then. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll be recapping their their game of uh, Western Carolina on Tuesday night too. Yeah, keep the celebration going. It's always a, a good weekend when you're able to knock off a, a team like Florida. And, uh, 
man, y'all have a great week. We're bringing the boat in, and we out. Yeah.